Uh, you like your money, right? I like my money. I want more of my money. Um, I think I do better with my money. I'd rather me take the chance of my money. Companies, I think, would take the money and reinvest. We'll see. The Trump tax plan, it's, uh, it's what everyone's talking about. They need to get this done. And one of the guys that was helping Trump was on his economic team and, and helped uh, craft this idea of tax reform, Stephen Moore. And I've watched him for a very long time, and I'm so excited that he's on the show. Stephen, thank you for the time this morning. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. Great to be with you. How are things in Arizona? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's hot, 90, going to be 90 today, <laughs> but that, that's cool. It's all right. There's no humidity. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's not dry heat. Well, it's freezing here in D.C. We finally first have our first cold uh, cold uh, day. But you you are exactly right. By the way, I love hold that thought about you know the Republicans absolutely have to get this tax cut done. It's it's uh, like an existential moment for the Republicans if they don't get this done. I think they're going to get wiped out. And uh, one of the reasons I was so eager to talk to you is because you're in Arizona. We have two uh, Republican senators who don't like Donald Trump very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, That's why I uh, wanted to tap you. We, we got rid we of. We got to get at yeah. least one of them, and hopefully oh. both of them, to vote for this tax cut because you know there's only 52 Republicans in the Senate, and uh, if we lose. Those two, and if we lose uh, uh, Senator Corker from Tennessee, who doesn't like Trump very much either, you know, we're not going to get the, the biggest tax cut since Reagan. And, and this, look, I'll, I'm here to tell you this morning, we get this tax cut done, and the economy, which is now growing at 3%, up from 1.5% under Obama, so we've already doubled the pace of growth. I believe we can get the 35 to 4% growth. And my goodness, I mean, you're going to see a lot more jobs. You're going to see wage increases. It's going to be good for workers. We're going to start to bring our deficit down because when more people are working and less people are welfare is the best way to bring down the debt so we got to get this thing passed and i am worried about arizona you know we got rid of flake which is awesome he said he's i wish the man would quit i wish he'd have honor he said you know i can't represent uh, arizona now quit now but he won't quit uh john mccain has a track record of voting against tax cuts because he used the democratic line of they're for the wealthy he voted against the bush tax cuts all this stuff uh i mean wh- what are you hearing you're in dc you're closer than we are obviously are you hearing that uh, that he's going to be able to get, I mean, these guys on board, or is it still up in the air? Well, uh, first of all, about John McCain, I've known John McCain for 25 years. I consider him a friend. I think he's one of the greatest, obviously, American heroes of our of our time. So uh, I, I have so much admiration for the man. But I think he's just been, you know, he's been, a, he and I have disagreements. And I think, you know, he always says, like, I'm a supply sider. I'm a Reagan, you know, Kennedy supply sider. I want, you know, to grow the economy. Uh, but I think, you know, for John McCain at this point, I think it's personal. You know, he just really, you know, Trump took some shots at him that were, you know, preposterous and ridiculous and unfounded. And, and I think, uh, you know, McCain has never uh, really forgiven him for that. But I think in the end of the day, I think John McCain, I think he'll be there. He voted for the budget, uh, which enabled this tax cut to happen. And this line that this is a tax cut for the rich, I mean, I, I you know, I'm now, I used to, well, I was for five and a half, six years, I was with Fox News, and I just made the, I'm now with Fox, uh, fake news. I'm with CNN now. And, you know, every night <laughs> I'm on there, oh, it's tax cuts for rich people, blah, blah. I'm like, look, it's a tax cut for the rich. It's a tax cut for the upper middle class. It's a tax cut for the middle class. If you're paying taxes out there, you're going to get a tax cut under this plan. And the main effect of this is going to be to grow the economy. And the people who are going to benefit the most are people who are in the middle class who haven't had a pay raise in 15 years because of our dim-witted economic policies in Washington, which we're now in the midst of of reversing. And uh, so I don't buy that for one minute that this is a tax cut for the rich. Really you quick. Know, I, really, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Do you know who... Um, yeah, I have a quick Fred question. Smith, do you know Fred Smith, the CEO of, of uh, FedEx? Do you yes, know who he yes, is? yes, 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 yes. Yes. I had dinner with him a couple of weeks ago, and he said, 
something was so fantastic. It's like, Steve, I'm, I'm a billionaire. I already, you know, I, I built a great company, one of the greatest companies in America, 100,000 employees. He said, this tax cut isn't for me. He said, if you do this tax cut, we're going to purchase hundreds of new planes, thousands of new trucks, hire many more workers. I mean, that's one company. I mean, think about the impact of it. This is not for the rich. It's for making the American economy better for our children, for the people who are struggling to find a good job. That's what this is all about. Well, uh, first off, is it okay? Is it in your contract with CNN to be able to publicly call them fake news? That's what I want to know after you, <laughs> you said that. <laughs> well, just, like, this is all off the record, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, I, I, my, I have a lot of friends at CNN. They've been good to me. But, my God, they just don't understand economics. No, no. You know, they, they, and, and they have this, you know, it's an anti-Trump network. I mean, no matter what Trump does, it's always the wrong thing. And if you notice, by the way, uh, folks, that uh, nobody uh, in, the, in the mainstream media is talking about the economy or the stock market anymore because it's booming. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, this economy is is surging right now. Get this! I, I say it again. We get this tax cut done, we're going to see rates of growth we haven't seen in twenty years. Wow. Well, I want to get into details on that, but I, I have one thing I want to talk to you about. And we, we're talking with Stephen Moore now on KNST AM seven ninety. Brilliant economist was on the Trump economic team and uh, worked with him on uh, forming this tax plan. Yep. Um, now I was talking to my father in law, and he's like, you know, I get so mad. When I see Schumer and the rest of these people out there saying this is only for the rich, blah, 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 blah. He said, I don't understand why there isn't a Republican or anybody that stands up there and says, really, this is for the this is just for the rich. Joe Kennedy set up a trust that that protects the the Kennedy fortune from ever getting touched and having to pay any taxes. And it's it's a billion dollars that was set up. That's legal. Nobody ever brings that up to throw it in the face of, of, of the other side. You know, it's so funny you should mention that because um, I'm writing a piece right now along those very lines that, you know, you mentioned the Kennedy Trust. I mean, the Kennedy family will never pay the, the enough tax, which the liberals say how much they love. They, they, the, most of that money will never be taxed. And it's very um, timely that you mention this because did you notice what happened last week? It didn't get nearly enough attention. George Soros, the, the biggest liberal in America, he funds to the left, he just put $18 billion. Let me say that again, 18 billion with a B, $18 billion into a similar family trust, uh, a quote, family foundation, unquote, which, by the way, is going to hire all his family members and all his pals and stuff, and they're going to make you know, six or seven figures uh, you know, dispensing this money. And that money was never taxed. Mm. $18 billion, never taxed. Not only was that money, most of it is you know, stocks that have appreciated in value that he's putting in this uh, foundation that will be never taxed. But also he gets an $18 billion write-off on his other income. It's the biggest scam in America. we got to shut that down. Why doesn't any Republican, you've been there for so long, why doesn't anybody bring that up to call it the hypocrisy the left? They are hypocrites. And by the way, it's $18 billion um, from uh, that, uh, that um, uh, Soros has put in. Then you've got another roughly... Ten billion that Buffett has put in the Gates Foundation, which is also going to be used for mostly left-wing causes. Then uh, Bill Gates has put, you know, five, six, eight billion dollars into this. There's three people, twenty-five, thirty billion dollars that's never been taxed. And what's scary is now Mark Zuckerberg, who very soon could be the richest person on the planet, he's talking about creating another one of these family foundations, maybe twenty billion dollars. These are these rich liberals will never pay a penny of tax. It's unbelievable. Mm, I want to be one of them. This is unfair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and then, they, and then they run around Warren Buffett says, the rich are not paying their fair share. I'm like, Warren, you're the one who's <laughs> created these, taking advantage of all these loopholes. Come oh. on. What a hypocrite. Oh, man. Uh, Stephen Moore's on KNST AM 790, uh, brilliant economist. Uh, so 
What was it like? Because people, you know, listen, I like Trump. I'm a huge fan of Trump. I, I dig that he's not PC. He says everything that we've been saying for a very long time. Uh, but, you know, you get you watch uh, Morning Joe and now they they fired the sex predator this morning, Mark Halperin. Um, they, they, they did what? They, oh, Mark Halperin uh, got uh, he admitted that uh, he propositioned women. He was accused by five different women of uh, pushing his junk on them and grabbing their breasts and stuff like that. Uh, so MSNBC about an hour and a half ago, an hour ago, uh, said they are going to suspend him and probably fire him. He's no longer going to be on their airwaves. Um so that, I've never they, heard that. Oh yeah. So they, they have no. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I've never watched, and I probably in six or seven years I've never watched that vile show. I can't it's even awful. turn it on. I'm it's surprised awful. that you even watch that awful show. I think he is such a. I can't stand those two. Oh, they're they're the worst. Them. Listen, listen. I I put it on for just a little bit of a time until my blood pressure starts going up. Mike, it's just not healthy. <laughs> okay, right. But I have right. to see it. So they they will say the worst things about Trump. He's a moron. He's a bore. He's this. He's this. What was it like to work with him? We'd love to get the inside scoop. What was it like to work with him yeah. to craft this economic message and tax reform? So I can tell you this. You know, that's a great question, and I love telling the story. You know, so it was about, let's see, it was about a, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, that I first met Donald Trump. There were, um, you know, 15 Republicans or something like that, remember, running oh, for yeah. president in January of last year. And I knew 14 of the 15, and the only one I had never met was Donald Trump. And my friend Corey Lewandowski called me and said, would you like to meet, uh, you know, Mr. Trump? And I said, absolutely, because I, I, you know, I had thought he was kind of a joke when he first started running, because I didn't know anything about him except what I'd seen on TV on The Apprentice. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a positive impression of him. I really didn't. I thought I would not like him at all. I thought he'd just be kind of a jerk. Well, I go into this meeting with him. We spend about an hour together. I was in love. <laughs> I was really? This guy is so amazing. He's so charming. He's so he is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I mean, I've never met a politician who's a jerk in public and a sweetheart in private. Most of the politicians are the opposite. And he has the right model. Uh, he is uh, he is charming. He is gracious. He is attentive. Um, I, I mean, I just really fell in love with the guy. I thought, wow. And, and also, you know, I, I, could, I could see the way the people related to him. He has a way of speaking out to the, to the middle class, the working class of America, that the, the, the liberal elites don't care about working class Americans. They don't give a damn about these people. They, they view them as pawns. They don't care if they put coal miners out of work and steel workers out of work. They, they don't care about these people. And Trump does, and he related to them. And I, I have to, I don't look, there's a lot of things I don't agree with Donald Trump, and sometimes I just pull my hair out. But he is an amazing guy, and what he has done for the economy already has been amazing. So uh, if you ever get a chance to meet Donald Trump, he's, he's an amazing man. You know what? If, if you could set that up, I'll buy you dinner somewhere. It could be a nice steak. <laughs> I will. But, you know. No, because you'd love him. I mean, and he's, he, he's, he's just. And he's interesting. He's fun to be around. I remember after our meetings, you know, I'm just nobody. You know, we have a 45-minute meeting, and then he, he asked me to go into the conference room because I had to do a conference call after we're done. And he actually came in, you know, after the meeting. He said, are you all set up here? And that kind of – I mean, he's just – and I could also tell another thing about him. You know what really impressed me was all the people who worked around him and for him, you know, his, his assistants, his secretaries, his – they love him. He teaches – he treats people – so well. Well, what was it like, though, also? And I love those stories. What was it like when it came to talking 
economics um, when it came to tax it. He reform. He got it instantly. So that's the other thing. You know, now, now, is he an expert on economics? No, but he gets the big picture. And we would, you know, two things that always struck out, I mean, you know, that I, that I remember when we'd meet all the time, he'd say, you know, we'd, we'd explain the, the tax stuff, and he instantly got it. And, you know, we explained why you got to bring the corporate tax rate down, that we're at 40% and the rest of the world's at 20 and that doesn't work. It's, it's leading to jobs leaving the United States. It's so easy to understand. I mean, he got it instantly. I don't understand why Chuck Schumer and, you know, Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi and, and these people don't get that. But um, the other, he'd always say two things. Number one, he always said, I, I want to cut that corporate tax. He said, I want to make sure that every small businessman and woman in America gets a tax cut, too. Every time, he said, make sure you get the tax cut, the 15% rate for the small businesses. So I thought that was interesting, and, and, and he's right about because small businesses are the backbone of our economy. And the other thing he always said is, I don't want this to be a tax cut for rich people like me. I want it to be really aimed at the middle class. He said, okay, Donald, you know, we're going to take away the deductions for rich people, but we're going to lower your rate. And he said, okay, I can, I, I can accept that. So <clears throat> he really is, he is focused like a laser beam on the people in states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Rust Belt states that have been left behind. And there are a lot of people in Arizona and pockets of poverty there and, and places uh, in the southeast. He is really trying to help the forgotten man. And I want to say this again. Liberals are such hypocrites. They do not care about these people. They care about their left-wing agenda, their environmental agenda, all this stuff, but they don't care about working-class people. No, no, they really don't. Stephen Moore is on KNST AIM 790, brilliant economist, work with the uh, Trump economic team and on the tax reform plan. Um, now, I, one thing I don't like, maybe you can help me understand it, is when I hear politicians say the tax cuts have to be paid for. And to me, it's like, all right, if you're going to cut the rates, they're going to bring in less money. They want to then find that extra money and add it somewhere else or cut something else. Wouldn't the tax cut, wouldn't the tax cut just pay for itself by generating more revenue and more GDP growth and more jobs and wages? Well, in a large part, you're exactly right. You get an A in economics today because, you know, that's something that is so important. That If you get this economy, let me give you an example. Under Obama last year, I said this before, but I'll say it again, the economy was going at one and a half percent. One and a half, that's barely staying out of recession, right? Yeah. Uh, and then in six months, Trump got, just through his deregulation, his pro-business policies, got the rate of, the, of growth up from one and a half to three. If we can stay at three or even grow at three and a half percent, we're going to get an extra $3 trillion of revenues over the next decade. So that's everything. I mean, no tax increase imaginable would raise $3 trillion, right? So let's get the economy moving through this tax cut. And, you know, yeah, let's do some spending cuts. We've got to get spending under control yes. for sure. I like his penny plan. Just cut a penny out of every agency every year for five years, and you'll balance the budget, for goodness sake. Uh, and, and if you do those two things, grow the economy through pro-growth tax cuts and get some spending discipline, we're going to have a balanced budget in 10 years. What, what's the deal with the 401ks? Why, why do the Republicans, why are they so stupid that they want to go after what, you know, middle America relies on? I rely on it, my 401k. Why do they want to limit the amount that I can put in there? So I'm going to give you uh, a flashing uh, uh, you know, news alert right now. That, that your 401k plan is not going to go away. I'm going to say that again, because the, fault, the fake news is out there saying, oh, Trump's going to take away your 401k. That is absolutely false. They may trim by very little amount the amount of money you can put into a 401k in order to pay for the lower tax rates, so you're still going to come out way ahead. 
But this idea, I was on CNN last night. They said, oh, Trump wants to cut 90% of your 401k. I guarantee you that is not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. That's just the left hyperventilating. They're, they're trying to invent stories here. Yeah, no, but, but, but I guess here's the thing is that, you know, there's already a cap on what I can put in there that will help me save for retirement and grow with the economy as the market grows. Why do they want to limit how much I can save for retirement in that? And when I look at it and go, why don't you cut your, your awful spending out there for these programs that are just dumb as hell? Amen. I don't have a response to okay. that. You're exactly right. Why don't they do that? Because, you know, and that's the other thing. You know, the, the stock market has gone up by, you know, 25% since Trump has been in office. Amazing, uh, since he was elected. And, uh, and we've seen $5.5 trillion of increased wealth. And uh, that's in the stock market. Every, every night I'm on and I talk about how well the stock market, oh, that's only the rich people. I'm like, are you kidding? Where do you think that 401k money yep. is put? Where do you think IRA money is put? Where do you think pension money is put? It's all put in the stock market. When the stock market does better, everyone, all 300 million Americans, uh, have a, you know, a more of a, a better saving, better retirement, all of those things. And they act as if the only people who own stocks are rich people. How long do you think it takes uh, for people? Because I've seen the, the studies. You can correct me. I've seen, you know, the average American is going to get $4,000 back in their paycheck. Is that going to take a couple of years to make happen if they get this done by Christmas? I think it'll take, uh, you know, about three or four years. I mean, look, the, the effects, I think, will be felt pretty instantly. I think businesses are going to start investing right away. Uh, but, you know, these things compound over time. So I think, you know, you'll, by the way, the first effect will be, because we're doubling the standard deduction, uh, you know, people like you and me in the middle class, we're going to get $2,500 less taxes right right from the get-go. You know, so our after-tax income is going to go up by about $2,500. If you're making $50,000 a year, that's a nice uh, increase in your uh, take-home pay. Uh, but then what, what Trump is talking about is the additional economic benefit in terms of higher wages and salaries from the increased growth, that's going to take, you know, three or four years, and that's going to compound over time. Is it going to be close to what Reagan had? With, you know, when Reagan got in office, it wasn't the tax plan 86. Before that, when all of a sudden the growth jumped to over 8% GDP, do you, do you see anything like that happening uh, in, in, in this year, in, or at least in, in the Trump era? You know, it could. It could. I mean, I do. I don't know if we could get those eight percent growth. You're right. By the way, we did have we had one quarter. I think we had eight and a half percent growth under Reagan. It was unbelievable. I remember it because I was working for the Gipper back then. Um, Granted, I was a pup. So I was like gonna, six, so it's all right. I don't think I don't think we're going to get eight and a half percent growth, but I think we could get. You know, I remember when I used to talk to Trump about this. You know, I'd say, "Sir, if we get your plan through, I think we can get you know three and a half percent growth, which would be you know much better than we had under Obama." And he'd always pick, put up his hand up with five fingers up, say, "Steve, I want five percent growth." So <laughs> I, I think we could get a few quarters of five percent growth. That's something we never saw under Barack Obama. Uh, he never had a one single year when no. we had three percent growth. No. Did you know that? Oh yeah, thirty-two straight quarters. It was ridiculous. Um, yep. And, and Stephen Moore is on KNST AM seven ninety, and I really appreciate the time this morning. Do you think? Uh, that Trump's right, that we're actually going to get some Democrats, Democrats that are in danger of losing their jobs in the Senate, uh, to vote for this? I don't think that these senators like Heidi Heitkamp of, um, of uh, North Dakota or uh, Don Tester of Montana or uh, the, the senator from West Virginia, Manchin, I, I think in the end of the day they might vote for the tax cut. The problem is they will not provide us that 50th vote. So if we're stuck at 49 you know, none of those Democrats are going to get us over the hump. And it, it, they'll only vote for it if it's a free vote. That's why we need John McCain and Jeff Flake. And look, I, John McCain and Jeff Flake, I've known them, as, again, for I helped elect Jeff Flake to his first, first run in office when I started the Club for Growth. He was one of our first candidates. <laughs> Jeff Flake is a supply-sider. I don't always agree with Jeff on 
as policy, and I, and I think it is probably time for him to go. But, you know, he does believe, and he pledged himself to cutting taxes as one of his primary goals. So if he were to vote against it, I don't think he will. I think he'll be there for the tax cut. I hope so. I really hope so. You think it happens? Yeah, I think we get it done by Christmas. They've got to. But we need people. I mean, this is such an important show, your show, because we've got to keep telling Jeff Flake and John McCain, for the good of Arizona, for the good of the country, for the good of the middle class, get this tax cut done so we get. What a great Christmas present that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. We have the biggest tax cut since Reagan. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be even for a Jewish guy like me, it'd be a hell of a Christmas present. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there uh, you go, <laughs> Stephen. Man, this this has been awesome having you on the show. I've okay, watched well, it for years. A Hanukkah president too, present too. There okay. you go. It's my wife. My wife's a Gentile. It's okay. So she'll she'll be happy with that. Uh, listen, man, dude, it was so good having you on the show. I'd love to get you on again because I think you're so smart. I learned so much from you. I really appreciate the time this morning. Let's do it again soon. You take got care. it. You do take care. That's uh, Stephen Moore, uh, brilliant economist, right here on KNST AM seven ninety.